today provide you with in-depth news and expert analysis, tell you the whole story and the bigger picture, bring you the news you want to know only on today. Chinese Central Bank gives advice on how to win over a future mother-in-law. China's crayfish favor makes vocational training a winner. U.S. celebrities and CEOs caught in a college admission scandal. And a paw-shaped Starbucks mug leads to coffeehouse cat fights. Welcome, I'm Anna, and this is the weekend edition of today. If you want to hear this episode again or to catch up on previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching World News Analysis, or you can find us on Easy FM or China Plus in your app store. Today in the studio, we have Zhao Hai, Research Fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, and Maling Xiaorais, English Commentator. Thank you so much for coming in and welcome. Thank welcome. you. Make sure you have a clean credit record. China's central bank vice governor suggested Chinese men thinking of popping the question. That's because, according to Mr. Chen, more Chinese mothers are asking for financial details before they give permission for their daughters to get married. Now, future mother-in-law will just say, show me your credit record. Chen said on the sidelines of the annual legislative sessions in Beijing recently. He also said this is one example of how People's Bank of China's credit record could be used. The report on credit history and activity was originally meant to be used by banks and other financial institutions to assess a person's ability to repay debt, but its use has been expanded in China as part of its social credit system that also takes into account an individual's or company's conduct, with each of China's 1.4 billion citizens to be given a personal score. The central bank had made it easier for individuals to check their credit record by allowing them to make two inquiries for free per day, and a free simplified record will be available for everyone to access online. So, Zhao Hai, how do you view the use of the credit history and activity on social matters, like prove you are a reliable and a responsible husband to your future mother-in-law? Well, first of all, I think to me this is very troubling on every aspect of this statement. I hope this government official is joking because if that's the reality, I think this is the wrong way to use social credit or credit system. Because number one, why should mother-in-law be choosing the future son-in-law? Because that should be the job of the couple, and、uh, basically, should it's a job of love. The end result is marriage. In, in a modern society, I don't want to think about you know the marriage as an exchange of property. And secondly, if you want to keep somebody honest, particularly if you're looking at the future son-in-law and you want to know about their financial situation, you should directly ask them. If you're asking for them to submit this、uh, credit report, that means you don't trust them in the first place, and that's、uh, basically a、uh, relationship wrecker. <laughs> and thirdly, if people use this widely, as、uh, this official suggested, then there's a very danger,、uh, a prone to abuse the system because other people would、uh, follow the same suit and asking for personal information, private information, to be public. So for me, I think the social credit system can be used in only two ways. Number one is the financial need when you apply for a loan, and、uh, the banks and other financial institutions needs to know your current financial situation to make a judgment. I think that's when usable. And secondly, is for the criminal system. That is when you defraud somebody, you, you violate the law, and the government, particularly the law enforcement, need this kind of record, and that's how it could be used. Otherwise, particularly for social use, I really think this system should be kept out of the sight. Two things. The first initial response is like very similar to Zhao Hai. I hope he was being humorous and he was emphasizing how important a credit system to us. So definitely, I don't think the、uh, mother-in-law or anyone. Besides the spouse itself, have the right to judge who to marry, and、uh, especially using material sort of standard to judge a person's love affairs. That's ridiculous. Love has nothing to do really with how much properties you own and how much money. But definitely, I think all young people should be advised to to marry people who are trustworthy. So that's another thing. Whether a person, a lady or a man, is trustworthy has everything. To do with building up a credit system, how important it is—it's like a blood in our body. 
without blood, we cannot live, right? In the society, if you are not trustworthy, you have poor credit records, how are you going to work and live? In the UK, years and years ago, when a young lady says that nobody checks on your bus ticket when you hop on the bus, mm-hmm. right? And then we can escape without buying, you know, tickets. tickets. I was a Chinese girl. I was, no, please don't do this. Because... Every month or maybe several months, some officers wearing a special sort of... uh, Yellow vest. Yellow vest. Come and check (laughs) randomly. Once if you were caught, then it will be written on your credit record. Mm. You are going to face the problem of being kicked out of the country and not welcoming back to continue your study. Do you want this? And she said, Auntie, thank you for telling me that. I thought I can, you know, save money. So I don't have to say more just to tell that credit is so important. Mm. That's a very good example. Let's talk about the purpose of the experiment in social management because it involves a series of rewards and also punishments, like Malin said, that are meant to encourage people to abide by the rules and to promote integrity and trustworthiness in society and also punish those people who who want to make the shortcut. By what you said, Jiaohai, does it mean it is a bad approach to involve social matters into the social credit system? Well, first of all, let's understand the social credit system. There are two parts of it. One is personal. The other one is enterprise, right? The most contribution to the decrease of your score is that you're late for your payment or you have taken out a loan and you didn't pay it back, basically your default, like a company. Uh, but that should be the problem of the financial system. If they discovered that you have taken out a large amount of loan and you continue trying to take another loan, then they will be very cautious about giving you that amount of money, right? So I think in that personal credit system, it's really the financial institution's responsibility to check and verify. But now I think we have a problem in the society, particularly for the young people. They are having this uh, new idea of borrowing the money, mm. uh, make you know take a loan or mortgage, mm. and then buy some big ticket items first and to enjoy it. That's okay. But some people tend to borrow more and more money. And the financial institutions have very relaxed uh, standard put on them. So they can go to different financial institutions and take out, for instance, 100000 for from one bank and then another one and then another one. Each individual financial institution can only f- verify once. And they look at their income and say, OK, we can give you 100000 But if this guy goes to five different banks, he can take out half a million, which he cannot pay back. So that will constitute a huge problem. I think the bank official refers to is this kind of situation when this individual is deeply in debt, but the counterpart has no knowledge about this. And they're in danger of getting married and then being in deep in debt. Yeah, I agree. So that's a legitimate concern. However, you cannot yes. just... No, every individual, if I fall in love with a young man, I am going to be responsible for finding out whether he's in debt, Mm. you know, he's in trouble. But let's say that there is a dilemma here. I think we are building a comprehensive credit system. It's not just about financial record or the bank loan records. Mm. It's like a zhanzhuo. You know, mm-hmm. somebody behaves very Sitting badly. On it, other people's yeah, seats. seats in, and then these are going to be recorded um, in the general data of a person, right? But then there is a problem. For example, who is going to use it? If the train station says, okay, you have a bad record here, I'm going to ban you from buying tickets or taking, you know, trains in the future. That is okay. But if any citizen can go to the data bank and then to withdraw the numbers and to name and shame people, that is very dangerous. I'm happy. I'm all for this building up a big data bank of credit for everyone. It's to fix things. It's not for break things. So if you allow everybody, even criminals, to uh, the accessibility to these numbers, just imagine what sort of troubles this is going to cause. I think, first of all, we have to recognize that the majority of the people are good people. They follow the rules. uh, They pay their debts. I think the people that you mentioned might have uh, credit problems are just a fraction of the society, maybe absolutely less than 1%. But when you have that kind of problem, 
of course, we need a social credit system in order to have a reasonable society for people to exchange, do business, and to、uh, have a trustworthy relationship. And then when something happens, you can have a database you can reference to.、Mm-hmm. So that's good. Okay. But then on the other hand, you cannot have the system. As a monitoring system or a punishment system, just because somebody's social credit credit is too low, because that's what the law is meant to be, meant to do, right? To、uh, limit people's freedom, basically put some people in jail. That's when somebody violated the law, and they really violated the law, either civil or penal,、mm-hmm. and then they should go through the legal process and be put into jail. Yeah, yeah, put into jail. I think it's very severe, but actually there are other、uh, measures. For example, for people who is certified as untrustworthy, they will be restricted from buying premium、uh, insurance, wealth management products or property, and barring their children from private schools or higher education. They can also be shamed by. Having their information publicly exposed on local streets where they live nearby, some local governments actually has already launched such punishments. Okay,、uh, the problem goes to abuse of the system, and this is my utmost worry, because if we don't have a piece of law, you know, which saying that privacy should be protected, and 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 how far can we go? Or the exposure of such personal data to the public,、mm-hmm. um, I think if the law is not there, working hard and to be very effective in supervising all the behavior, human behaviors, and this system is going to be abused by certain ill-minded people, then that is a huge worry. And everything we use,、uh, all kinds of leverages and tools, is to make things、uh, good things happen and to prevent bad things from happening. And we w- don't really want to see the other side of the story. Yeah, I can understand the concerns, but、uh, here there are some numbers. You know, according to the 2018 annual report released by the National Public Credit Information Center, about 17.46 million、uh, discredited individuals were restricted from buying plane tickets, and 5.47 million were banned from taking high-speed trains last year. And because of the inconveniences in their life, many lao lai we call untrustworthy. People in Chinese, or those who refuse to repay loans, or people refuse to fulfill their legal responsibilities,、mm-hmm. turn to police and repaid their debts. Pressure from social credit system has forced 3.51 million individuals and entities to repay their debts、uh, or pay off their taxes and fines last year. I think it's、uh, based on the numbers. It's very effective, and also I think it's a good thing for ordinary people who abide by the rules. Thank you. Know,、uh, w- w- What I said just、uh, it's actually in line with with what I said because、yeah. the way you're using it is exactly what I suggested. The, the, you use this as a tool to realize a financial end,、mm-hmm. which is、uh, to give those people a reminder they have difficulties, they right? In life, yeah. yeah. And then you have to have a system that once those people pay back their loans. Uh, their social credit system must be re- restored Re- very quickly, yeah. right? Erased. So th- yeah,、right? that's the right way to do it. But what I'm suggesting is that in society, you have to be very cautious about using that system in a more wider social、mm-hmm. fabric because that's going to have a damage or negative side impact on social relationship. But again, if you're really this person is violating the law, meaning they should go through legal system, or they're not paying their debt on time, they have certain problems. Uh, they need some reminder or some pressure to、uh, pay back. That's okay. Mm, indeed, thanks, Zhao Hai, research fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, and Maling Xiaoyi's English commentator. After the break, we'll continue our discussion on the next topic: China's crayfish fever makes vocational training a winner. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Gloria Seed, first secretary of the Embassy of Chile to China. It's been an honor taking part on your show and telling you about the relationship between Chile and China. Wishing you all the best. Welcome back. This is the weekend edition of today. I'm Gianna with Zhao Hai, research fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, and Manling, our English commentator. China's first bunch of students to major in crayfish, small freshwater crustaceans which resembles lobster, have been snapped up by employers months before they are due to graduate this summer. While most senior college students are in the middle of job search season, every crayfish specialist preparing to graduate from the two-year course. 
course run by a vocational college in Hubei province, central China, has already been offered employment and well-paying jobs ahead of the usual on-campus recruiting drive. So, Zhang Hai, what makes them the first bunch of students majored in crayfish so popular in China? Because I still remember uh, when the vocational college first launched the major, the country saw it as a joke. Well, I absolutely love this story. I think this is a, a very good sign that finally this vocational professional education is catching up with the market. Crayfish among my friends, there are so many people who love to eat、mm. crayfish, the and there are so very different ways of eating it, right?、Mm. But then, in terms of、uh, food industry, they need new standards, and they need to standardize the way to cook to process, you know, crayfish. Because also for seafood and other river, other kind of food, you need、uh, cleanliness, and you need to make sure that the people are eating and they're healthy. Have healthy food, so I think this vocational school is really on time, and you can see from the demand of the graduates how big the market is.、Mm-hmm. This is a really good good case that they notice the market demand and then service the market demand. This is a really interesting story. I would love to go there and see how they <laughs> teach them because I think people are flying、uh, to the story saying, "Oh, they are really lucky; they can go to school and every day <laughs>、uh, cooking crayfish, and probably after that they can eat it." But let me say that. If you turn a hobby or your your interest into a job, then that's the start of pain. If、hobby. you don't, yeah, indeed. <laughs>、um, I think the story is interesting. As I said, it sounds like a joke at the very beginning. How you you learn to cook crayfish, but、mm. but then if you give it a second thought, I think it's a very good trend in China's vocational education design、uh, in the future. Because on the one hand, we are complaining about you know job employment. Low rate of employment and graduates couldn't really land on good jobs. But you know, we are churning out people that the market doesn't want. So this one is a very good example that the market wants what, and it's 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 a very good example for de- demand and supply, right?、Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it's not just the cooking; it's it's about breeding,、mm-hmm. about environmental protection, about farming,、mm-hmm. you know, crayfish, and about crossbreeding. And then the crayfish and other fish can grow with、um, wheat,、yeah. you know,、mm-hmm. on the farm pads, and then logistics and delivery. So I think there are a lot of、uh, knowledge, skill, and、um, training in it. And two year, I think it's quite an appropriate time to graduate from this major.、Mm. Yeah, you remind me of、uh, in other countries, you have this kind of culinary professionals,、mm-hmm. like for instance、uh, in Japan,、uh, cooking sushi. Mm-hmm. It's、yeah. actually very high standard profession. You need to go through very vigorous training、uh, to be a sushi master. <laughs> Even though crayfish may not be that high end, but still, maybe、uh, in the near future. May- yeah, maybe <laughs> after some、uh, years of promotion, you can reach that level. Now, when I heard、um, agriculture university, Chinese agriculture university, maybe the name is not accurate, but they introduced they. St- Established a potato college.、Mm. Remember, to Dou Xue Yuan, you know, one day teaching students to grow potatoes. I was like, wow, what a joke! Potato can be turned into a college, and then my curiosity was driven. Then I look at,、oh, my goodness, potato is such an important staple food for、mm. human beings,、mm. yep. and potatoes actually saved England. Mm-hmm. You know, in、yeah. the biggest farming, farming, right?、Ireland. So I was like,、oh, "This is、um, you raise this potato to the level of、uh, security." It sounds like a joke. But it's not a joke.、Mm. Mm. During the two sessions, the work report emphasized the priority of maintaining a stable job market. Vocational education has been identified as one of the future directions, but、uh, we know it also requires a shift of mentality of Chinese families who see vocational training as a blue-collar education. Then, how will this benefit Chinese graduates, and what is needed to encourage vocational education? It's a trend, a very good trend. If they are welcome, they got jobs. They Got high pay and plus, if there's respect,、mm-hmm. I think our society has a problem because、mm-hmm. we think,、um, other than academic achievement, everything else is、uh, under. Und- secondary, not important. Even art and the literature, you know, all these singing. If if a child goes to the mom that I'm going to become a singer in the future and I'm going to put more time on singing, practicing, I said no, no, no. Singing is not a serious job. Cooking is never a serious job.、Mm. So I think there's no equal respect they receive from being a college student, although majored、mm. in a major that. 
has no job in the future. Mm-hmm. So this is something we need to change. If he, these people who majored in crayfish can be respected, mm-hmm. even l- not really looked up to, but mm-hmm. looked equal, I think this is going to be a break sort of through to China's vocational training. Mm-hmm. These two sessions, there are officials at the press conference calling for more vo- vocational reform. Mm-hmm. It's not because we are not good at establishing vocational schools. We are not good at doing vocational jobs it's because we are reluctant Mm. we think it's not good enough i I think there's a global problem not only in china but also in many other countries there's a mismatch between the job market and educational market i mean families of course want their children to go through college education they wanted to have a a bright future because generally speaking if you have a college degree or higher your average pay will be much higher than a high school graduate that's a that's a rule however when you have oversight supply of college graduates. Like uh, in China, in about uh, in the last 20 years, the college degree holders basically increase about seven times. So when you have so many college graduates and the college education are very general, not specific, not professional, vocational, and then you have a problem finding a job on the market. Mm-hmm. So I think now both the government, the society realize, the parents realize that the, you need to, uh, after even probably even after college degree, you need to have some kind of uh, internship or some kind of professional training to really find a good quality jobs. I can envision if um, a student graduate, a PhD student mm. in philosophy, right, mm. finding it hard to land on the job, and then he signed up for the crayfish cooking <laughs> cooking major. Mm. We could have multi majors because one day in London, when I opened my door a Korean man who -hmm. delivered something to me and we started chatting and I found out he is a PhD (laughs) philosophy in major I said what PhD and you're doing a Korean do not equate Mm-hmm. Your education with job. That's our problem. Many parents, even adult, the whole society thinks that undergraduate should be doing such a job. PhD mm-hmm. should have the highest pay. Mm-hmm. Who told you? Mm-hmm. You know, you get educated because you want the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You want to become a better human being. But then look at the job market. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you can land on. You know, you earn a living for yourself first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, monthly rate for crayfish cook with the three years experience was between 30,000 yuan to 15,000 yuan. That's Mm. about like 4,500 to 7,500 US dollars per month. Way above average, right? Yes, well-paid jobs. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the vocational schools. And in your opinion, what are the issues and problems in current development of the vocational education in China? There are two things. Number one, there's not enough investment. The rules are still uh, too restrictive. Uh, and uh, so the access for investment getting into this market, it's uh, still narrow and, and limited. So I think the future when now the government has started revising the rules and allowing people to invest in and, and encouraging people to invest in this area, I think the rise of vocational school is uh, really expected for the next uh, five to 10 years. Uh, the other thing is respect factor in the society. I mm-hmm. mean, the parents need to realize that the vocational training is really good. It's good for your children in the future to find a respectable job and also high paying job. That happened already in England, also France and, and Germany in those advanced countries. So why couldn't it happen in China? I want to add one another factor. In the transitional period of today, China's today, we still trusted the public sector Mm. more than private sector. People think that private school uh, emphasize seek profit more than reputation. Mm. So this is the credit system we mentioned, the the previous topic we talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, private schools, private individuals, Credit is more important because mm. people, tra- they said public schools dare not to do such a thing because they have better supervision mm-hmm. and because the money earned would never really go into individuals' pocket. This is the very basic reason. Mm. This is a really misleading sort of belief. Mm. I think private or public, you need to be really careful to safeguard your credit mm. mm-hmm. so that people can trust you. Vocational schools has this dilemma too. 
Mm. Well, I think there's a, also a good case in in Shandong. You have、uh, Lanxiang, you know,、mm. the、uh, machine the operator most, school, the most popular, yeah, very popular、mm. and very successful. And this crayfish.、Uh, now, <laughs> yeah, hopefully this crayfish school will also be good. And I think we need a lot more of these kind of schools to fill in the the void and train people for、uh, future different future jobs. And the other thing is that I think people many occasions ignore the fact that actually creativity、mm. are coming from those vocational schools instead of.、Uh, The colleges or universities,、mm-hmm. because when you really put into your into a job and you practice and you operate on daily basis, many inventions are coming out of that process. Theoretical、uh, innovations. So we should rely on doers instead、yeah. of、um, uh, thinkers. In Germany, why those machines are well made? In、the、many cases, yeah,、huh? the small companies and technicians and、uh, skilled workers they're making the improvement.、Mm-hmm. Many cases, like in China in the 1950s and 60s, when you have the big Factories and you have skilled workers. A lot of the technical improvements are made up by them.、Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that the government put a lot of attention to these vocational schools, not only training those people to work, but also giving them the opportunity to、support. create,、huh? mm-hmm. yeah, to support.、Mm-hmm. Thanks, Meling, our English commentator and Zhaohai Research Fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. After the break, U.S. celebrities and CEOs caught in a college admission scandal and a pawshipped Starbucks mug leads to coffeehouse cafes. You are listening now is our weekly edition of Today with me, Gan. Stay tuned. In-depth analysis, valuable insights, expert views, presented by an award-winning team. Today. Keeping you well informed, up to date, and ahead of the news. Welcome back to the weekend edition of today, where we talk about hot topics and intriguing issues online. I'm Gaena, and I'm joined in the studio by Zhao Hai, research fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, and Maling, our English commentator. This week, dozens of parents are accused of illegally. Paying big money to get their children into college, fifty people, including celebrities, CEOs, and other high-powered influencers in United States, have been indicated for bribing and cheating their way into some Americans' most elite universities. Federal prosecutors say it is the largest college admission cheating scheme they've ever. Uncovered in United States history, the charges range from money laundering to obstruction of justice, and the crimes involve cheating on college admission tests and bribing sports coaches. Numerous schools were targeted, including Georgetown University, Yale University, Stanford University, and the University of Texas, the University of Southern California, and UCLA, among others. So, Jiahai, who is a Ringleader behind all of this, and、uh, how did the scandal surface? Well, the ringleader is called Rick Singer, and the guy is really, actually, really smart because out of this operation, he earned about twenty-five million U.S. dollars in total, and his operation is throughout the country in many states.、Mm-hmm. He actually bribed、uh, the SAT and ACT exam administrators, also the the coaches from those top universities, and trying to change the scores, and also he hired other people to replace and try to take the exam, defraud the university. So this whole operation is really a very sophisticated operation that lasted over seven years、wow. and、uh, covering a lot of、uh, students. This time, the FBI, the Justice Department, actually sued about thirty-three、uh, mm. parents in total. Those people give money ranging from two hundred fifty thousand to four hundred thousand U.S. dollars to this guy in order to get their children into the elite universities. So I think. On the one hand, this is really a big discovery, but on the other hand, I think American people are not really surprised because there's a long suspicion that this kind of operation exists, and the rich and powerful and privileged have a way of sending their children to school through unfair practices. This discovery somehow verified people's suspicion.、Mm. It's just the surface. From underneath the water, right?、Yeah. Two Chinese sayings came to my mind. I said, "Kelian Tian Xia Fu Mu Xin." How do you translate that?、Mm. <laughs> parents are par- parents, you know.、Mm. Poor parents. Parents are similar everywhere.、Mm. It's universal for parents to want to give their children the best,、mm. and the best of the best is the good education. 
Usually the dilemma lies in, you know, if your kids are really competitive and well educated and you, you know, you don't need to go to all those short troubles. yeah, shortcuts yeah. to do such a illegal thing sometimes to bribe people and go to the ringleader. But unfortunately, there's always people who said, "Hey, my because I have money, my uh, children can afford playing all the time without really working hard and then one day I'm going to buy opportunities for them." This is wrong. And the other is that it's just appalling for the United States how to say supervision system mm. to allow such a thing to be there for 7 years without discovering it because we kind of trust it it has better restrictions and means and ways to stop people from malpractices United States um separate head of the school from academic commission board of commissions mm. who decide who to recruit the head of the university only is there for the administration it's just a surprising a little bit surprising to me that picture of the United States is not as colorful as i mm. i have you know i'm, look. Su- I'm surprised at well yeah. because there are um They are the dream schools for millions and millions of students around the world. Loud names, right? right? Harvard, yeah. Yale, and Princeton again, University. Precisely because these are the elite schools, and everybody wants to get in. They can do better. You can imagine I mean. how competitive it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then tell us more about the American college system. How competitive it is for high school students trying to stand out among the rest as they apply to the university. Do they really need such an extreme way to get mm-hmm. into a well-known university? Yesterday, I heard one deputy, you know, on air, uh, China, Zhongguozhishan. How do you translate that? Voice of uh, the voice of China. China, Yes, Mm. he said one thing. He said he was talking about Chinese education, and he Mm. said there's a famous line: "Don't Mm. lose at the starting line." Mm -hmm. But he was saying that no, no, no. In the future, we should be saying "Don't lose at the uh, finishing line," Mm. which I actually agree, Mm. because in the United States, I think. The finishing line is there, unless you meet the requirement of graduation or the competence requirement. You do not graduate, and you do not really、uh, get the job because it's a highly competitive、uh, society there. For me, that's the wrong view of life. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think life. Ride, yeah, yeah, I don't think life is a competition. I think life is a pursuit of your dreams. Yes, and if、Agreed. you see everything in the picture of competition, then you have a win-lose situation. And today's China, we won't want to promote win-win situation. <laughs> so, <laughs>、okay. uh, back to the question. I think the, there's、uh, a fundamental question: is equality versus、mm. uniformity. So, on the one hand, you want equality, right? You want everybody to be on the equal footing in competition. To get into the college, so the college examination,、uh, for instance, in China we have a nationwide college entrance examination. But over the years, people thinking, "Oh, this is too much of a burden, and we want to reform the system so that、uh, we want some people who have、uh, individual talents can emerge and and not、uh, being suffocated by this uniformity uh, uh, only examination in the nation." However.、Um, So, so there, there's a westernization in some way、uh, of our examination system. We give more room, room freedom to individual universities. <laughs>、yes. They can arrange some kind、mm-hmm. of、uh, exam by themselves, and they can go through the students' record and find good spots. See, okay, we want to recruit this talent. But then in the U.S., it's the reverse. There's no nationwide examination. Each elite university has its own process and、uh, standards.、Mm-hmm. Normally, this works okay. But now more and more people in the U.S. wanted to have basically raise the importance of nationwide、uh, scores like SAT or ACT. So、mm. that's why you know there are more sort of maneuvers in the, in in such a system, right?、Yeah. You can do a lot of things. That's why you know a lot of people here in China is against of、um, abolishing the、uh, national entrance examination because that one is the rigid standard, you know,、mm-hmm. which stops people from bribing and being go corrupt.、Yeah. Mm. Let's back to the case.、Um, one celebrity called Laughlin and her husband, a fashion designer, were accused of paying five hundred and. Thousand U.S. dollars in bribe, so their two daughters would be designated as recruits for the University of Southern California rowing team,、uh, even though they are not a part of the team. But、um, that helped the pair to get into the USC. In China, we. 
call those students with PE specialties or mm -hmm. art specialties, right? Mm -hmm. It seems that this is a loophole in many countries' education system. Should we make adjustments on the enrollment of students with PE or art specialties? We have already done a lot of adjustment, and starting from last year or every year, actually, there are a lot of um, extracurriculum courses being taken down from the list of uh, favorable admission conditions, mm -hmm. and even the, my niece was so angry. Said I learned playing arhu so many years because mm -hmm. I want to go to and. No, it's no use. Mm. Then I said, "Hey, honey, baby, it's useful because every time I listen, you pay. It's it's a skill." Mm. So Chinese parents, many and including the U.S. parents, they are making even choosing curricular extracurricular hobbies to develop. A practical thing. It's not for fun. I think in this particular case, they are making this frauds uh, claims mm -hmm. because in the Chinese case, the PE and artists they really uh, learn. They have a very strict objective standards. You have mm. to, for instance, if you are a runner, right, you yeah. have to race for a hundred <laughs> meters yes. within like eleven, twelve they, seconds, they real and, then substance. Get, mm. and then you have to acquire that record in a certain provincial or national competition. Mm. So that's hard to cheat. Mm. And in American case, in particular in this case, they are cheating by like photoshopping, mm. uh, switching faces, and then they bribe the head coach of a rowing or some kind of other basket team or whatever to get in. That means those coaches have individual privileges to take in those students by faking their records.、Mm, exactly. So, Zhang Hai, in your opinion, is the United States still the holy land of education in many people's mind after this? No, I still believe in America's education <laughs> system, even with this、uh, special case. I think that、uh, proves, of course, every education system has flaws. It's not perfect, but for American higher education system, I still think is the world's best for creativity, for innovation,、uh, for the quality of education, and、uh, even even for admission. It's still, still very good for、top. us to learn、huh. from those、uh, practices. But I think <laughs> just uh, uh, yesterday or the day before, we、mm -hmm. published a U.S. human rights white paper. Yeah, I think it correctly. Uh, pointed out that there are deepening social problems、mm. within the United States today. I mean, this is a reflection of what's happening in the U.S. The gap between the rich and poor, this hereditary wealth,、mm. including President Trump himself, has inherited a huge sum from his parents. And I think the rich people, particularly those who are not making money by themselves but inherited those wealth, or tend to abuse and and use those wealth in the wrong way. And in many cases, I mean, if you look at the list of the accused in this case, a lot of them are actors or designers or whatever. They probably make easy money, and、hmm. they don't、hmm. really care about、uh, working stuff, hard、yes. and through go through、uh, you know vigorous academic process to get their degrees. So in many cases, that signifies if the wells come too easy, and if the people don't care about social norms and follow the rules, there will be consequences. And、uh, I'm glad they discovered the scheme and、uh, revealed and, and prosecuted these people.、Mm. And in my opinion, there's actually no holy land of education on this planet Earth. But for the United States, I think it's an attainable goal. Uh, for America, pursuing American dreams, sort of brand name,、mm. you know, because they believe in American dreams. So a lot of people can do the、uh, ladder climbing、mm. to the top relatively easier than other countries.、Mm. One thing impressed me, for example, they have city colleges in the United States, right?、Mm. And then if you're poor, you can join up. But even for for me, you know, fifty、mm. or something, you know, even、oh. mid age something, you can just join,、uh, sign up for courses. For for example, learn computer,、mm. and then. For Berkeley, I talked to a Berkeley University recruitment or admission officers. I said if they want to transfer from the city college, the first two years very cheap,、mm. but they they enjoy they they have a、uh, how the graduation record right? They meet the qualification is there. If some good school universities recruitment, they would say we would rather you know recruit or we would give preferences for students coming from. You know, city、college. community college. I said, why? Because here in China, it's opposite. We have same cities college, right?、Mm -hmm. They were definitely at the disadvantaged position、mm -hmm. for re being recruited into famous university like、mm. Peking University.、Mm. I said, why? Only one reason is because these kids survived such bad, poor environment and still excelled. 
Mm. They have the ability. Very good point. You know, in the adverse sort of living conditions and uh, teaching conditions and mm. whatever, they must be more competitive than those well provided. This is really good. I hope my country followed this. Yes, enlightened. One thing I want to mention, though, is the what happened to American public education system, and and that contributed to this case, which is that in recent years, particularly in the last ten,、uh, twelve years, because you know in America, public universities are run by state government, and the state government greatly reduced the subsidy to those universities, and those universities would have to raise fees. For their students, particularly in-state fees,、mm. and all-state, of course, is almost doubled.、Mm -hmm. So, because of the rising cost, it's getting harder and harder for、poor、a middle、families. class and particularly poor families to get into those universities, and which increases the chance for the rich and wealth to cheat the system. Thanks, Zhanghai Research Fellow at Chinese Academy of Social Sciences and Maling, our English commentator. After the break, Chinese customers fight over Starbucks paw-shaped mug. Stay with us. Hi, this is Einar Tangen. The Today Show brings expert local and international perspectives on China's economic and business issues. Having been in law, government, and finance in the United States, I find China's economic and political evolution fascinating, and hope you do also. Thank you for listening. For breaking news and the stories that matter to you, check out our Twitter page and follow us by searching China Plus News. We focus on the Middle Kingdom. Welcome back. You're listening to today a news program from a different perspective. I'm Guiana with Zhaohai Research Fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences and Maling, our English commentator. Starbucks Limited Edition. Cat paw mugs are so cute and hard to find that people in China are literally fighting over them. The cat paw cup was one of the 30 new designs featuring images of dogs and cats that were released by Starbucks. News of the cute cups spread like wildfire on social media days beforehand. When they went on sale, people queued up outside the Starbucks stores before dawn, and many stores sold out the cups in less than one day. The videos shared on social. Media show people getting into fights over who gets to buy the last cups. Now people were reselling the mugs online for as much as eighteen hundred yuan. That's about two hundred and seventy U.S. dollars each, compared to hundred and ninety-nine yuan, less than thirty U.S. dollars set by Starbucks. It's indeed a steep price, right?、Yeah. I did some digging. To be honest, the cup is of low practical value, and but、um, what caused the catapult cup to explode among customers? Why it is so popular, Meli? It's.、Um, I think it's cute when I looked at it, and、uh, if it's、uh, within. It's appealing to women. <laughs> I know. What, I love cute little things. That's me.、Mm. Uh, um, but if it's under fifty quid, then I can, you know, have one and put it on my desk and look at it and be happy. But then, if it's above that value, I don't think it's worth it. I want to say, this. Reminded me of、um, if you go to the UK, you take the tube, right? There's、mm -hmm. a voice that mind the gap, right?、Mm -hmm. And now I want to say mind the obsession, obsession. <laughs> <laughs> because、uh, I treated myself equally with my kid. Also, I I told her I said anything you love it, okay, it's okay. Love is a very pleasant feeling, but if you start to discover that it's turning into an obsession.、Mm. Mind the obsession, you know. Switch to something else. We need to develop a multi-interest. So, if these people are paying eighteen hundred kwai for such a, a glass cup, I think that's definitely obsession.、Mm. That means you have money,、mm. but you have nothing else, right, in your life.、Mm. Can you switch to something else? <laughs> yeah, that's a very interesting case for me. I just think that Starbucks cracked. I really don't understand the obsession.、Mm -hmm. I love cats, and、uh, I, I understand the, that there are so many cat lovers because just one thing: you you open up any video streaming service, and the top click. Are always cats, cats、uh, yeah. all cats kinds of、uh, kittens. You know,、mm. really lovely, really cute. But I think Starbucks really crack open a golden vault.、Mm. Yeah, and, and and because of this, probably next time we'll see some pandas. <laughs> right? Hope so.、Uh, social media love to use、uh, cute animals to attract people. Yeah, visit I, their sites. 
Yeah. yeah, I think Starbucks has to thank TikTok because uh, we can't neglect the power of social media, right? If you play TikTok, you know, if something goes viral, other bloggers will follow suit. Mm. And TikTok has 200 million more daily active users, according to a recent business report. Some who got the cup even used it for their dog just mm. to, you know, to attract viewers. And this kind of uh, behavior spread away. That's one of the many reasons why people, they are obsessed with this kind of cup. I think it's um, it's um, Starbucks PR stunt. Don't mm. you think so? Because <laughs> um, because because actually people are paying this 1,802 scalpers. It's not to them. They're not earning the money from the cups. Somebody else is earning it. They are just causing a phenomenon and mm. a scene. Mm. One thing I have to say that I have been using uh, thermos from Starbucks, the, um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the thermo bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they can guarantee the quality. Yes. And, and then plus, the design mm-hmm. is the thing. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm reflecting on where are the Chinese people? Mm-hmm. Aren't we all love cats, kittens? So can you come up with something cutie? You know, to compete with mm. Starbucks, right? Mm. No, we cannot. I'm thinking about the, sum, uh, the no, Forbidden we have, City. We have Forbidden City. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The Forbidden City are doing something very cutie, right? I mm-hmm. have been buying a lot of uh, notebooks and then uh, stickers, you know, mm-hmm. from the Forbidden City. So so let's see. If, okay. If these um, mug lovers are listening to us, then they we can divert their attention to the Forbidden City. <laughs> but unfortunately, maybe they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what... Um, Johan has already mentioned is another phenomenon is that um, the cat economy or cat culture in China. Because Japanese economists have uh, coined the term kittenomics, which means that no matter how difficult the economy is, the public will always be enthusiastic about cats and related products. As long as business use cats, they will be able to attract attention, benefit from it, and bring considerable economic benefits of this. As long as 1,800 quai for a little cup like that can bring happiness to you, I'm okay for your money. <laughs> uh, but the real cat lover would love to spend that money on their own cat instead of on a mug, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything if you're happy. But I want to distinguish from satisfaction from happiness. Mm-hmm. Because um, 1,800 kwai you spend and you feel satisfied. That's a nice feeling, but it's not going to last very long. Mm-hmm. I think if you develop some other hobbies, you know, some to, to, to fill in the voids, mm-hmm. and maybe love to draw pictures of cats mm-hmm. is is even better. Don't go into the craziness because there are fightings. Mm. You know, boys fighting for their girlfriends and then violence erupting because of that. Because they are fighting to earn money, you know. They see this as a business opportunity. If you get two cups, let's say, and you can um, buy that for 400 yuan and you sell it on uh, Taobao, think about how much money you're going to earn, like 3,000 at least. Mm. Yeah. So that is not something that we wish mm. to see, right? But that's a one-time business. It's uh, yeah, it's really a one-time. That's what I yeah, want. Yeah, one-time business. Yeah. Mm. It's satisfaction is one time. For yeah. example, a piece of chocolate in our mouth, it tastes mm. good. Mm. But what about the career? Like Zhanghai, mm. you have been doing the U.S.-China mm. relations study mm. for ages. Not ages. You're not <laughs> that old. <laughs> uh, overnight, right? Yeah. And you're doing every day, 27, you know, things. But then you feel satisfied with yourself. It's, it's the happiness. Mm. It's different. It's different from satisfaction. Yeah, And experts say social media, like I mentioned, TikTok nowadays, they focused on not your money, but on harvesting your time and attention. So what's your take on that? Uh, time and attention is also yours, actually. Um, money, either you spend your time on earning money. Time is money. Time is money, yes. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, actually, time is money. So you are responsible for spending your money. Yeah. Okay, that's time. And if you spend on, you know, fighting for sort of clothes, uh, kitten claw cups or mugs, then you have less time for doing something that mm. will give you enduring happiness. Or maybe, you know, uh, 
we need to spend really huge amount of time and effort in maintaining a good relationship mm-hmm. with anyone, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, and the spouse, right? So if your attention is always on cups and these uh, one-time satisfaction <laughs> Sh- stuff. Short videos. Yeah, we, we all have a very short life and mm-hmm. at the same time a very long life. So how do you spend your life? That mm. is your choice. What's your take? I think yeah. Maling and I have uh, uh, discussed this issue before about the illness of modern society. Uh, in terms of economics, there are studies in the U.S. about pet economy, the rise mm-hmm. of the pet economy, alongside with the development of modern economics. Um, mm-hmm. When you have a modern economy and then uh, you have a labor force uh, that is living in a smaller and smaller family. Mm-hmm. and Uh, even individual, living by yourself, you feel the loneliness, you feel the pressure, and uh, the pet is a good friend for human beings. And when you raise a pet, you basically focus on them and and build a uh, human-to-pet relationship instead of a human-to-human relationship. And now we have social media basically combined the obsession of cat or other animals with the power of social media. Mm-hmm. Because now you can share the pictures, the, you know, the, your cute cat mm-hmm. uh, with many, many other people, and then you can make money from it. So that's the genius about it, you're mm-hmm. right? You, you combine this together, and then this will consume a lot of money uh, uh, as well as a lot of time on other people's watches. I think uh, in the long run, we need to answer one question, you know, what we want. Mm. Mm. Do you, are you seriously want just uh, this mug? What else do you still want? This is very important. Mm. Um, we talked about, you know, the kiosk created by Starbucks. In your opinion, should, no matter whether it is a selling technique, should Starbucks rethink their strategy in China or should they reinforce this kind of um, behaviors, marketing behaviors in China? I think a lot of things are, a lot of business are upgrading themselves uh, because when you have more and more mature modern society, people's focus change from individual like material products to cultural significance. So we're consuming more cultural products instead of just, uh, uh, we're not satisfied just having a phone. We need to have a phone that can uh, satisfy our cultural uh, needs. Mm. Uh, so that's more and more, so more and more uh, business are focused on the so-called IPs, right? Mm, so yes. you create a lot of uh, new IPs and, and then you uh, create a huge amount of people, f- followers. Uh, that's the new market. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business, I don't think Starbucks should be blamed. I think uh, businesses are only focusing on, on, you know, coming up with new products, new mm-hmm. services to meet the demand of people. But mm-hmm. of course, businesses should have social abil- uh, social responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, if Starbucks is uh, socially responsible, I think it should reflect a little bit on why causing you know disturbances and chaos in the in the society. What has been wrong, you know, in mm-hmm. in its way of doing it. But that's the sideline of things. But in the future, in the long run, when I see that the uh, businesses like um, uh, uh, Forbidden City, you know, you know, Palace Museum, you know, their cre- creative sort of stuff is being produced. I think they're going to, Starbucks is going to meet more rivals in, uh, in competitions in the future. Mm-hmm. And this sino- phenomenon will be reduced. I think will be mm. less and less. Mm. I think mm-hmm. our own people should pay more attention to our, our own, own cultural, cre- yeah. uh, si- you know, significance items uh, and cultural heritage and to dig in and find that the value of those uh, items. Mm. Thanks, both of our guests. But unfortunately, we ran out of time for today. Thank you, Jiahai, Research Fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences, and Maling, our English commentator. That's it for this weekend edition of Today. I'm Ge Anna. A quick recap of today's headlines. Chinese Central Bank gives advice on how to win over a future mother-in-law. Chinese crayfish favor makes vocational training a winner. U.S. celebrities and CEOs caught in a college admission scandal. And the Chinese customers fight over Starbucks. Paul Shift mug. If you want to hear this episode again or to catch up on previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching World News Analysis, or you can find us on EZFM or China Plus in your app store. Thank you so much for joining us.